Hey, dude, this dog like stinks, man. Okay, groomer, do something about it, man. you pet stylists you found the groom pod welcome to our virtual salon my name is Susie, and i'm your host i'm a mobile groomer from seattle washington and anyone who knows me will tell you i love to talk especially about my job one of my favorite people to talk to is my friend and mentor and co-star of the show miss barbara bird hello groomers Hi, Susie. Is it a wonderful day in the neighborhood? Oh, my goodness. It is such a wonderful day in the neighborhood. It's 65 degrees and overcast. Welcome to episode 308 of the Groom Pod, recorded Yay. August 22nd in Snohomish, Washington, with our regular plain old wintry summer weather and Tucson, Arizona, where the monsoons are happening. This podcast is brought to you by listener support and through our kind sponsors. Best Shot, Show Season, Evolution Cheers, The Absorber, Stasco, and Chewy. This week, we are going to do some math. We're going to learn the equation for the fastest drying times. The Absorber Towel from DogLoversTowel.com is changing my world, and I think you should know about it. The absorber feels like a magic eraser, and a chamois had a baby, but you use it like a sponge. Get it wet, blot off the pet, squeeze the water down the drain, and repeat. It's like magic. Dogs dry more quickly because they start out drier. Saves laundry costs because I'm not washing any more terry cloth towels. Saves space, too, especially for mobile and house call groomers. Just soak them in vinegar and water between pets. To clean the absorber, toss it in the wash and let it air dry. Then wet it when you're ready to use it again. I cut them in half to make them easier to wring out. You can find the absorber towel at dogloverstowel.com. And if you use GroomPod as the coupon code when you place your first order, you will get 10% off. So Susie, I thought of another talking point for the absorber towels. Really? Yes, you know what? Absorber towels are hair-friendly. They are much less likely to cause any kind of abrasive hair damage than any other form of towel. Give that a round of applause. So isn't that something? Because, you know, hair scientists tell us that anything that causes abrasion or friction can can contribute to the damage over time of the hair, or in our case, the fur. And certainly rubbing with terry cloth towels and, and even microfiber towels is going to do that. It's abrasive. It causes friction. It messes up the hair so that it has to untangle. And the absorbers are smooth, soft surface, and you use them in a padding and squeegee manner, which is much more friendly to the hair. So this is especially topical, especially appropriate 
for any kind of longer hair that you're trying to preserve uh, over the years, like Afghan hounds or bearded collies or lazas or whatever, you know? So how about that? I did a Havanese yesterday with very light, like almost Yorkie-like hair. And by the time I was done blotting him dry with the absorber towel, he was practically dry. I could have blown on him and he would have been finished dried at that point. I absolutely love it. So Barbara, it's the happiest time of the year. Ask me why. Well, why is that, Susie? Because September 1st, my prices go up every single year. And September 1st is just around the corner. So right now, as I'm doing every one of my dogs, I'm assessing their price. And I'm thinking in Barbara terms, am I happy? Is this my happy price for this dog? Because it's a very individual thing for me, my happy price. Some people I'm very happy with grooming for almost nothing, and others, you really better pay me well. Though I tell everyone that they're going up $5 this year, some people may not go up $5, some people may only go up $2, some people may not go up at all, and the occasional doodle may go up 10 bucks this year because I'm just feeling that. <laughs> do you do that? Do you raise your prices once a year? No, you know what? I raise my prices as needed. Anytime I get into a situation where I think I'm not getting the money I deserve for something or I want for something, I just raise a price. So I do it pretty much individually. I've never done an annual price raise, although I have at certain times just kind of jacked everything up five bucks, but kind of one by one until I got there. Yeah, And there are yeah. certain people and certain dogs, there are easy money dogs that I just am not going to charge any more for regardless, you know, because they're like the dachshund that comes in with a terrier, the, the smooth coated dachshund that comes in with the terrier and just gets a bath and nails. So I'm not going to raise its price five bucks. You know, $30 is fine for that. I reward loyalty. I love people that stick around because, you know, I have new people anxiety. So if you stick around with me, I may skip a year for your raise. But the deal is I do it in September so that when the busy season happens, which is basically October through January, I'm You're all, already there. Yes, I've already been rewarded for going through the busy time. Instead of raising it on the 1st of January, when it, then business drops off a little bit and you don't get that big bonus, you do it before the busy season. I think that's so smart. You're so smart, Susie. Yeah, yeah that's important. But even more important is how do you tell these people that their price is going up? I, myself... Your price is going up. Yeah, that's one way. <laughs> I hate a surprise. I mean, I hate surprises. I like to really be able to budget. So in my concept of the best way that I would like to know that my hairdresser is raising my price... I'd like to know it one haircut at a time so that I can be ready to have tip money and the regular price for the next haircut. So what I do, everybody gets their appointment pre-booked and on the card, it will say as of September 1st, price goes to X amount of dollars. 
And I do that and I point it out to them. But of course, they're already expecting it because, hello, it's September 1st or thereafter. So I have people who are anticipating it and asking in advance, is it time yet? They know it happens about this time of year. And occasionally I have someone come to me and say, it's almost September, is it? Oh, I hope you don't raise my price this year because I'm really having a hard time with my medical bills. I will so listen to that and try to help those people out if they ask for help uh, or if I can see there's a problem. Like, for instance, the lady who had the dog that I went through, the really ugly dog placement, and then she ended up running away and the police found right, her and I ended right. up that dog. I that mess, yeah. Yeah, I was there just a few days ago and she's on hospice now. So, yeah, well, you know, I have to go in and play nice (laughs) because it's part of mobile grooming that I'm there. And I'm one of the only people who's allowed to see her anyway, as she will away to nothing. She will not get a price raise. As a matter of fact, I'll walk out without that money if I can, because they're they've got astronomical bills right now and I know they can't afford it. And so I'll just try to help out in that little way. And the other way is to, of course, visit with her every time and pretend that she's going to live forever because that's the way she wants it. I do the note on the back of the thing. I've never had anyone complain. I've had people swallow hard, but never complain. I've never lost anyone that I know of over the price raises. And I'm not excessive and I don't hit everybody every year. And I don't do it every year. Like during the pandemic, I didn't do it. But now inflation has hit and I'm going to do it. So there you go. So that's why it's the happiest time of the year. (laughs) Well, you know, I have a reason to celebrate on the September because the Tuesday after Labor Day is my shop anniversary. Oh, that's so awesome. What's 1977 to 2021? Boy, I... <laughs> you said there would be math. Five, Here it is. 77, 87, 97, 2017, 45 years? No, it's 50 years of grooming, but 77 to 2021, 47 years... Well, you know, that's why we're dog groomers. We don't, we don't do a lot of that. I can do this. It's 44. 44 years. That is amazing. Over 40 years in the same little location. That's a milestone. That's a miracle. <laughs> that's some serious staying power, Barbara. Everybody has to be impressed by that. I'm going to tell you, I couldn't do it without Yvonne and Dave. They just propped me up. Those two, I've got the two best employees in the world. They just propped me up. Yvonne is so committed to this job that she's going to be wheeling me in in the wheelchair, <laughs> pumping me up to the counter. And I'm going to, like, we even talked about getting me stuffed after death. Oh, no. she just me in a chair. I don't even want to think about that. Put a big smile on my face and just have me meet and greet those people. No, <laughs> I, I mean, no kidding. She brings me my dog. She sits on the other side of the table and helps me. She does. She's learning to do toenails. Yeah. It's just like Dave comes in and Wednesday I only had three dogs in the book and he just took the whole day. Nice. It's good to have good help, good support. I love it. I yeah. love it. 
Totally. Hey, a little birdie told me. Okay, a little birdie didn't told me, but, you know, social media told me. We got on the nomination ballot for the Barclay Honors Award. People ask, how do you get that ballot? It turns out that it's not everybody gets a ballot. I don't know why I thought everybody liked the whole groomer to groomer, uh, uh, what do you call it? Address label book would get a well, ballot. Well, I think the whole groomer to groomer address label book gets a voting ballot, but not a nomination ballot. I don't think they get a voting ballot either. I think it's a select few people that get the ballot. Vote? Yeah. I don't. That's, I don't think it's a bullshit. popular vote. And what does it mean to win? It means the industry, the Barkley people. Yeah, I'm wondering. So I'd like to hear some feedback from the Groom Pod listeners. I'd like to know how to get a how to get a ballot so that we can tell other people how yeah. to get a ballot. Yes, me too. If anybody knows the secret message there, how do you get a ballot from Barkley? for the honors awards. I would love to be able to let people know, Barbara, you're right. We should be able to tell people how to get a ballot. And it should be... we want people to vote. How many years is this? Is this our fourth year or our fifth year? I th- It's the fifth year I counted the award. That's what I thought. Yeah. I thought it was five. Yep. You know, like, come on, people. we got to win. I'm, I, You know, yeah. two years ago, I had the champagne on ice. I know. <laughs> I was so positive-minded. I had such a positive attitude. I just had a feeling, partly because we were listed first, like we are this year. Yeah. And that always makes a difference. And I said, oh, this is our year. That was our third year. This has got to be our year. I had the, it was all in the, in the, in the sink with ice and champagne was cooling. I was ready to celebrate <laughs> and booey. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, it was it was like this. Oh. <laughs> That's what I felt like I'm... when they didn't when they said the grooming professors. I was devastated. <laughs> the bomb dropped. I think I even sent in a voice recording of my acceptance. Yeah. Well, I was so sure, and I wanted to be sure that everybody got thanked, and that you got acknowledged. And and I uh, thought last year was going to be our year because it was the year they did it all video, and we didn't have to actually physically be there to pick up an award. So I was like, "Oh, this is our year!" Fantastic. I watched the whole thing. I struggled through it and waited, and they didn't give it to us. So the grooming professors are out. Maybe we have a shot this year. If you guys think we deserve it, please cast a vote. If you don't care, please cast a vote. If you don't think we should deserve it, don't vote at all. (laughs) (laughs) No, everybody that got nominated is worthy. You know, there's an amazing amount of talent represented in these Barclay Honors nominations. Really. That's for sure. This has been a particularly weird year because of the pandemic and the shutdown and the no trade shows and and all of that. But a lot of stars have appeared. I love it when I see new names 
and there's no names. There's, I've got to go check out a couple of our uh, other nominees in our category because I hadn't heard of them. Oh, yeah. Boy, you know, and I kind of love that. I want new people that get tired of the same old nominees for the same old best award, you know? I'm surprised about other podcasts that Michelle Evans's new podcast didn't get on there, nor did Colin's podcast. Neither one of those made it on the nomination. I thought, think they're both good. I'm glad The Ruffin made it on there. I listen to them occasionally. And, of course, Traveling Groomers, which is one of those crossover things. They're our sponsors. Salesperson is a traveling groomer. So, yeah, lots of folks. Plus, there's all of the listeners that have been nominated. We've got a lot of listeners on that list. So, very much a thing of pride for the groom pod that all you guys got nominated. And of course, definitely cool that we got nominated. Okay, Barbara, take a break. Okay. Groom pack. Let me tell you about the newest thing from Best Shots Ultramax Pro line. I'm seriously stoked about these products. First up is Ultramax Hair Hold Spray. It's a mindfully created aerosol-free styling spray. It's flexible and can be layered on for a stronger hold. It's quick drying and has the Ultramax Delicate Sweet Pea Fragrance. Next up is my favorite new product in a long time. It's called the Max and I love it to the Max. It's a fragrance-free, ultra-concentrate conditioner and detangler. It's so concentrated that one small bottle makes 10 quarts. It reduces drying time, extends manageability, and aids you in achieving optimal coat performance. Mats and tangles brush away more easily, and it turns your recirculator into a de-shedding machine. Just a few drops in the final rinse or spray it on and dry it in. It's amazing. Check it all out at ultramaxpro.com and see why Barbara and I are so excited. That's ultramaxpro.com. Contact your favorite Best Shot distributor and order some Max and Hair Hold Spray today. For over 30 years, Best Shot has been making masterpieces out of nightmares in record time. Made from the best stuff on earth. The Max saved my butt yesterday. I was really, really low on water, and I didn't have enough water to condition the dog through the recirculator, but I definitely needed some of that best shot drying magic that happens when you use the Max. So I sprayed it on with my sprayer, and I dried the dog, and boy, that stuff really helps me dry the dogs fast. I'm so grateful for it, and I just want to say congratulations to Best Shot on making such a fantastic product, and being nominated for a Barclay Honors Award. Yes, I was excited to see uh, the Max make it for product of the year because it's been my product of the year. It's become indispensable to me. And using it as a spray is just as good as rinsing it through the coat. In fact, you can do both. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and I'm using it in one of those Florisol, you know, minute particulate sprayers, and I love it. Ready, groomers? Here comes our first appointment. Is finding the most powerful dryer the key to the fastest drying? What do you think, Barbara? I had a friend who happens to be a doodle groomer breeder. Okay, breeder turned groomer. I can see that. Okay, so this doodle breeder in California who breeds these beautiful red 
doodles that stay red. Nice. That's an achievement. She started writing to me many years ago because she was disappointed in the grooming that was going on in her local area. They didn't accept her dogs. They they were just shaving. There wasn't, and she has beautiful coats. She thought that maybe she should learn to groom her own as well as be able to show other people how to groom and uh, just get some better grooming of her dogs going in the area. I wrote her a lot and I taught her a lot and I suggested a lot of tools and stuff like that. Well, she came back to me and her dryer, she was using a Lang dryer and it uh, up and died and she wanted to know what was the most powerful dryer. And I'm thinking, why would you want necessarily I understand wanting a powerful dryer but why would you necessarily think it's like thinking that the best shears are going to enable you to do a better scissoring job well I think there's like one case where having the more powerful dryer really does make a difference in the drying time and that's a big like husky double coated arctic breed kind of thing but for the anything other than that i think you're absolutely right i don't know that it really is the answer i have what i call the equation for efficient drying oh and it's not a math equation it's just a factor you know what are the factors that equal the best drying okay I like that. You like that? Yeah, that's a good way to think of it. Here's my equation. Best drying equals toweling plus products plus dryer plus technique plus e-factors. Ooh, now you've piqued my interest. Okay, you piqued my interest when you sent me your notes, but now I'm really piqued. <laughs> <laughs> Should we start with toweling? So let's start with tiling, and we already have talked about that because we know that the um, absorber PVA towels really do absorb the most water. And here's the deal. The more water you can remove by hand, the less there is to remove by air. Right. And that kind of goes to... E factors, environmental, because the more moisture that you push off the coat into the air, the less e efficient is your drying. As the relative humidity in your grooming area becomes saturated with moisture, your drying is going to slow down. So there again, the more you can remove by hand, the less there is to remove by air and the less you're going to push into the air that will ultimately possibly reach an air saturation point or a point where it doesn't want to take anymore. Do I know about that? I'm in a finite space in the middle of winter with no vents, just an open window and a completely saturated before I start drying environment. Yeah, the grooming trailers are the hardest. They're the hardest because I guess we might as well just jump to this E factors in the environmental because we're already there. Because 
you reach a saturation point, especially if it's cool and there's no warmth in there and there's no air movement and there's no fresh air. So the size of the space and the ventilation matters. A fresh air source is important. And in some conditions, a dehumidifier might be necessary to get your most efficient drying. Of course, that's kind of difficult also in a trailer because you only have so much electricity to work with. Very true. The more moisture in the air the less the air can accept more. Think of the air around your table and in your drying area as an invisible towel. That's a new concept. Yes. but Thinking I'm... of the air as an invisible towel. I thought that was kind of brilliant. Mind of blown. <laughs> so air movement can help. Like fans? Because air movement moves the air around it's like moving the towel around right right you want to get all the air from in the corners out around your drooming table so it can pick up some more moisture the other factor is that warm air dries moisture okay so in the winter time it really does pay to warm the air in your grooming trailer or shop or wherever you are before you start drying dogs. I definitely run my canine too until it's warm in there and until the dryer is warm before I ever put it on the dogs in the winter. Yeah, I think if I would add anything to your trailer, it would be some kind of air movement fan kind of thing. So yep. anyway, let's let's go to product. Okay. You and I know and you just said the best shot the max silicone helped you dry the dog in a millisecond, right? Well, that's a little bit. <laughs> it feels like it. So some conditioners actually add drying time. And how do they do that? They have humectants that sort of are pulling moisture into the coat while you're trying to remove moisture from the coat. So it's a working kind of against each other a little bit there. I find that kind of interesting. So I think that when I use a humectant, I like to let it sit on the coat for just a few minutes, and then I start drying. But I choose conditioners knowing that some of my conditioners are going to add a little drying time. And we know from experience that Conditioners and detanglers with silicone help move the water off the dog. What they use in the car wash, where you go through this little spray thing before you get, you get the dryer blowing on your car, that's a silicone product. That's an industrial silicone spray that helps the blow dryers sweep the moisture off your car. I always suspected as much. It is. It's definitely what it is. I mean, I can say that unequivocally. Equivocally. <laughs> what about vinegar? Yeah, what about the vinegar? There's been a little bit of talk on, on my um, Facebook lately about using vinegar. Well, vinegar can be helpful. A vinegar rinse or a vinegar spray can be helpful because vinegar helps to tighten the hair cuticle. 
Now, it doesn't coat it with this ultra, ultra thin coating like silicone does, but it does help just like not close damaged cuticles, but tighten the whole thing so that the moisture will move off of the hair a little faster. Okay. So on undamaged coats like Labradors, vinegar rinse is really good for Labradors because Labradors are likely they have body odor and a vinegar rinse also acidifies the skin enough that it uh, retards odor for a while. So it's good for that and it's good for on that kind of a coat that's not likely to be damaged but is kind of mostly primary hair coat. It's going to help remove the water fast. But is it going to leave you smelling like a salad dressing? Only if you use too much. Ah, that's the key. I say that because some people are using 50-50 vinegar and water. Wow, that seems like unnecessary amount. That is way too much vinegar. You will get an acidifying effect with a vinegar rinse if you use 10 parts water to one part vinegar. It doesn't take, I did a little study, I did a little lab study, I think we talked about it, where I showed that just a little bit of vinegar reduced the pH of the water to an acidic enough level to make a difference, and adding more vinegar didn't change the pH that much after a certain level, you're just wasting vinegar and you're likely to have too much that's going to still smell. So you only need to use one part vinegar to 10 parts water in order to get some drying benefit. A lot less than you would think. So what about quick drying products? I'm not a huge fan. No, I'm not either. And you know what I think? What? I think most people aren't huge fans. I think, don't you kind of get the sense that quick drying products are kind of fading out? Yeah, I know they have faded out of my truck. Well, they've faded out of mine. and I. But I think they're kind of fading into the background in the industry as a whole. And these silicone products are kind of taking the foreground. And that's because they're more effective. And the quick-drying products either include an alcohol, I mean like a ethyl alcohol, or a surfactant that coats the hair and allows the water to uh, wipe off faster. But then you have this kind of coating on there that's not that much helpful for detangling and brushing out and making it pretty and all of that that the silicones do yeah okay i don't like the way they leave the coat feeling for some reason even if i barely get anything on there they leave it a little tacky i don't i don't really like how they leave the coat i think they were a good idea but their time has come and gone that's what i think about the quick drying products in a nutshell so let's talk about dryers oh one of my favorite things to talk about because they're mechanical i know you are such a mechanic (laughs) can't help it (laughs) you are so talk to us about power versus amps Well, it takes amps to make power. 
it also takes amps to make heat. You, you kind of have to divide it amongst. And if you're saying that warmer air dries, then you want a little heat and a little power both. You don't want to put yourself in a position where you're constantly dealing with blown circuits. So know how much power your dryer makes and pick appropriately. Some dryers create some heat just with the movement of the air over the motor. K92, for instance. Yeah, and my X-Power. Yes. My X-Power gets fairly warm. And you know what? If the hose gets too warm, you want to check the back of your dryer and make sure it's not clogged with air because sometimes the the uh, hose getting too warm means that there's not good air movement over the motor. I was going to give you a, a ding, ding, ding from my sound effects, but I do not have one loaded. But gee whiz, <laughs> you just hit on an extremely important factor. If your dryer vent, if your uh, filter in the back there where it gets all of its air is blocked, it's not working efficiently, it will overheat, it will shorten the life of your dryer, and it will cause it to use more power than needed to do what it's doing. So there you have it now. The noise factor is another thing to take in consideration with the power. Yeah. Because the noise and the nozzle. That's why I like a moderately powerful dryer with a flat nozzle. And I only use the cone nozzle anymore when I am doing a uh, thick undercoated dog that I really got to stir it up. Stir it up. I have two cone nozzles. One of them's really focused. The other one is a little more open. Barbara's singing over there. <laughs> uh, the, the really tight focused cone nozzle, I only use if my dryer gets so hot that I should choose to only use one of the motors of the K92. Then I might put that focuser on there to straighten hair a little bit more efficiently with less drying power. Otherwise, I have a water peeler from Romani, which is the little flat hard plastic nozzle, and the gray colored open cuff. And I alternate between those two for 90% of my drying. And I agree. One of the other things that happens with the cone nozzle is that it makes the dryer whistle whenever it hits the grooming post. When it's deflected. Or when it's deflected. And that can be very uncomfortable to the dog's ears. Mine too. You know, the noise factor is important to all of us because that can damage your hearing permanently. Hearing damage doesn't fix itself. It's permanent. And you know what I've found to help the dogs besides the happy hoodies? What? Is to use makeup sponges cut into pieces as earplugs. Oh, what a great idea. It is a great idea, and I just wish I could get my staff utilize it. I do it. Oh, I can get my staff to utilize it, but I can't get my staff to remember to remove things out of the ears. <laughs> I know, I know. That was my problem when I used cotton in the ears, by the way, doesn't reduce the decibel perception very much at all. It's been scientifically established, and it just drops it a couple of points. Not really very significantly. The spongy 
you know, earplugs are much better, and the makeup sponges have that effect. They are going to reduce the sound level a little bit better than cotton balls. And then a nice, well-fitted, happy hoodie or a towel wrap around the ears is going to help the dog not be uncomfortable, so uncomfortable from the noise. And it's going to wick away moisture and make them not feel the air blowing on their ears, which they don't like. Yeah, so let's talk a little bit about technique because drying technique matters. I think it matters way more than the dryer, actually. But I got an idea, Barbara. Let's take a quick commercial break. Everybody's hands are shaped differently. Mine certainly are. It can be hard to find the perfect shear, but there is a solution. Evolution shears are fully customizable with fixed ring, single, or double swivels. I like the double swivels best. They are all designed to prevent the repetitive stress injuries that occur as we groom. Evolution uses high-quality materials, and the shears come in curves, straights, thinners, and chunkers. There's a small learning curve, but the staff at Evolution will guide you through. You can put your hands on a pair of Evolution shears at most grooming shows, but if you're not going to a show, go online to evolutionshears.com or call them at 877-560-3057 and buy yourself a pair. Be sure to ask for Chris. She's the cat's pajamas. Ron and Abby are super cool too. But wait, mention the GroomPod when you place your order or put GroomPod in the coupon code on the Evolution website and you'll receive $10 off each pair of shears. How cool is that? And another nominee for Vendor of the Year, Evolution Shears. Okay, Barbara, let's talk technique. I liked what you said where you said you think that technique might even be more important than the dryer itself. It has a bigger effect on the end product than the dryer itself. What I notice is that when I look at videos of people drying dogs, they seem to be like moving the dryer from one area of the body to another in a kind of random way. And this is definitely the way my bather works. And it takes her forever to dry dogs. And I think... First of all, she's not drying. She's drying from the outside in because she's just waving the dryer through the hair on one area of the dog, like let's say the back and the hip. And then she's going to some other area like the shoulder or the inside of the front leg or, you know, like, I don't know. She's just all over the place. And I think that she's leaving moisture next to the skin as well as moving moisture, pushing it from one place to another. I would think that would not leave the finish you're actually looking for, unless you're doing a lot of doodles, in which case, have at it. But to get a really good haircut, you need a really good finish. I know. So what Yvonne does is she does all of that kind of random stuff, and then she turns on the arm dryer, and she uses that to get down to the skin. And I think it should be the other way around. I think that the first thing that you should do is to remove the loose water by moving from front to back and top to bottom with just a slight waving motion of your nozzle and push the water from the top to the back and the bottom. 
you know what I'm saying? You want to move that water, push it off, not just spray it off. Because if you just spray it, it's going to fall back on the dog in some other place. Make friends with gravity. Gravity is your friend. Start at the top and work down. Yeah. It's basic physics. It is basic physics. And not everybody understands that. Ultimately, you're going to get the dog dry. But if you want to go for fast and efficient, you want to be systematic and thorough. And you want to get the hair dry at the skin. The whole magic of the high-velocity force dryers is that they will dry the hair at the skin. That's what gives you that really nice straightened hair look. That's what straightens the hair without a lot of brushing. Because if you leave that damp and you've moved on to the next area and the next area, it's going to curl or at least wave at the skin. It's not going to be ultimately straight. And it's likely to uh, just affect the overall appearance and delay the time that it takes to get the dog completely dry. One of the things I found necessary in the trailer, because I have such a finite amount of air movement, is I need to put some kind of a towel either on the table so that the moisture is dropping and collecting there or on my table divider. Because if I'm continuing to blow the moisture into the air and the air is saturated, it's coming right back down on the dog. Amen. Yeah, that is a super important thing for me. I get these um, towel covers with elastic around them for my table from Etsy. Oh. And I don't want to groom without them anymore. In fact, I got uh, the only unfortunate thing about these towel covers is that they don't last forever. They don't last long enough as far as I'm concerned, but I'm hooked. <laughs> because any kind of toweling, any kind of toweling that you can do, and you can also hold a small towel in your hand and catch water that you're uh, blasting off the dog with it. There again, by doing that, by using toweling while you're force drying, you're putting more water into the towel and less into the air. Which, in my case, is the key to actually getting a dry dog. (laughs) Which is the key, yes. And so that's very wise of you in your little trailer to be using as much toweling before and during drying as you can. Before the uh, absorber came along, I used moisture magnets from Romani and other people have them there, those German towels. Now I use those for the dogs to stand on and collect the water. They do a great job of that. Yeah, that's good. All right, what about covering up spaces of the dog while you're drying other parts of the dog with a towel? Sometimes that helps keep the moisture in until you're ready to hit it with the warm air and the Well, I, I think it's very, and this is the, the technique of using a, a towel in your hand. Um, so I especially would do this when I'm drying the inside of the legs because that's where the, you know, the legs are fairly <laughs> close together. You blow so it right back over there. <laughs> moisture from the inside of one leg, you might be blowing it onto 
the inside of the other leg. And then you go and you dry the inside of the other leg and you blow some of that moisture back on to the inside of the leg you already dry. That's that's counterproductive. So why not put a little towel on the, um, uh, you know, like on the area of the leg closest to you while you dry the inside of the leg further from you. Yes, that sounds good. Or even the close part of the leg and cover the inside of the far leg so you're not spraying it with overspray there either. You know, you can use a hand towel or you can use a smaller towel. You know, I, I don't think all towels have to be these great big fluffy towels. Sometimes small towels are really handy. Costco has very small microfiber towels that come in a pack for super cheap. I also keep those in my little towel drawer, and those are the ones I hold up and use just like you're describing. What about the heads? The heads are so important to get right. So I always dry heads last. And if you're using absorbers and you're patting out a lot of that water in the first place and you're using happy hoodies or a towel wrap around the ears, you're going to get a lot of that head dry or nearly dry while you're working on the rest of the dog. Yes, very helpful. The heads are where I am most likely to use other dryers. Me too. I'm going to whip out my little Andis handheld dryer because I've got that in my trailer now. Had that in there for a few years. I have a large X-Power arm dryer that we'll use. And I also have a couple of these um, brush dryers. Oh, I remember those. The brush dryers from China, those are good for dogs that are afraid of getting their ears dried or their faces dried. And I have on my other table that's on my finished table, actually, a handheld dryer in a arm. Yes, I have an arm. So I can move it around and I can dry ears like that. And then being a stationary salon, I have cages with fans where if I get a puppy or a dog that just can't take the face drying and the head drying, I just say, fuck it, cage dry it. (laughs) It's not worth it. You know, like you want the dog to go out with an experience that it wasn't horrible. You maybe they're not gonna love their grooming, you know, like that's a fantasy. <laughs> that's a fantasy. But you want them to go home unafraid, thinking that it wasn't so bad. And sometimes that means not force drying the face. I totally concur with that and it does make it more challenging for me, but I will do the passive drawing methods where I kind of overblow the dog's shoulder area and get the back of the head and the ears while I'm drawing the shoulder. Little sneaky things like that that will help me out. Yeah, yeah, there's sneaky ways to get some of that. It's not necessary to fight with the dog about this drawing. You want to find a way to kind of get to a happy place. Well, if not happy, just a not-so-frightening not so challenging place for both of you. 
Yeah, boy, isn't that the case? Well, my favorite part of the summer is that in the trailer, my dogs dry so much faster because it's nice and warm out. So I've been enjoying that. But of course, now the sun is gone and the clouds are back. Who knows for how long? <laughs> so I have to adjust my drying methods for that. But wah, wah. It's still my in the 90s here. Oh. I'm telling you, this this summer has been two things. Too hot or too wet? <laughs> you know, we've had very few happy days in the neighborhood. It's either too hot or too wet, or it was too wet yesterday, it's too hot today, and muggy. This is what Barbara's house sounds like. <laughs> that just goes it's on in the background. <laughs> Well, let me just pop this in here right now. We love our sponsors, like Show Season. Let me tell you about my favorite Show Season products. True Tearless is a hypoallergenic, scent-free shampoo that really cleans and never, ever leaves a fragrance. Pair it with the hypo conditioner and you have a winning, smell-free combination. Results Rinse is an after-bath rinse that lightly conditions and protects without adding any weight to scissored coats. It aids in drying time and it helps with brush outs too. Show Season carries Barbara's essential oil blends and mellow pet shampoo, blueberry products, delicious colognes, hemp products, a feline line, spa and natural options, and so much more. You can find Show Season animal products at all shows and through lots of distributors like Cascade Grooming Supplies. And you can check out all their products at their website, thebestpetshampoo.com, or call 678-382-0218. Make every season a show season. All right, Barbara, we are sitting on about 58 minutes at this point without editing. I think we're probably good to sign off for the day. I've got a couple of golden retrievers to groom, and I'm excited to do it. Well, I have a big batch of aromatherapy to make up for show season, and I'm excited to do that, not. (laughs) (laughs) Barbara, I'm going to thank you for being you and for being here and doing this with me, and you guys remember to vote if you get a ballot for Barkley Honors Awards. Happy grooming, everybody. See you next week on the Groom Pod. Bye-bye now. Please take care of yourselves. See you soon.